Hi everyone, and welcome to a special telethon episode of the Famicast. So this will fit nicely between episodes 69 and 70. Um, this was a, a live episode that we recorded over Skype. Um, a bit different from how we usually do things, um, even for the live episodes. So yeah, this was for Child's Play Charity. Um, basically, we got uh, two special guests, which you'll hear soon. We were lucky enough to have Cheesemeister, which uh, he's been on the Red Sun Gamer podcast before, but you might know him from Twitter, and he translates all the Japanese Nintendo Directs. And also joining him was uh, John Davis, um, previously of Q Games, so you might have heard him on the Pixel Junk podcast. So we had a kind of triple uh, Japan podcast uh, crossover uh, for you here. Now, a little word of warning before we get started here. Um, unfortunately, the audio recording of the telethon had a bit of uh, uh, hissing and crackling that happened during the capture. It was absolutely fine during the recording, um, but for some reason the uh, audio stream that got captured had lots of audio issues with it. We've tried our best to um, reduce that in post, but unfortunately it is, uh, it's is—it's—it's quite bad. But um, I hope you enjoy the show anyway. Um, but just, just in case uh, this is your first ever Famicast episode, um, please be aware it's not usually like this. <laughs> it's just an unfortunate occurrence which happened. So yeah, I hope you can enjoy the show despite that. Um, so here we go. Okay, hey. thanks, James Jones. Moshi moshi, moshi moshi, everybody. Yes, are we all here? <laughs> Anime gozaimasu. So here we are. This is it. The Famicast Hour. Woo! This is what the money that you paid for. Yeah, this baby. Is the uh, three thousand five hundred dollars I think people paid to listen to us. I'm high. Um, so, <laughs> so let's give them uh, their money's worth. Um, yes, I'm uh, James John. You just heard me on uh, Radio Trivia Live Edition, failing badly. And uh, now we're going to do our Famicast section. Uh, with me is my regular co-host, uh, Mr. Ty Cat Drugs Sugart. That's me. I'm hype. Also, thank you for donating money for the kids. Absolutely. Sick kids need games. Exactly. Yes, Ty likes fighting games, and uh, he likes making people feel bad for being bad at video games. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. Um, and today we have uh, two very special guests. Um, we have, first of all, we have Cheesemeister, which people may know from Twitter and, uh, well, Nintendo Direct translations, I think. Ohayou gozaimasu. <laughs> nice to have you on the show. Thank you for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me. And our other super special guest is Mr. John Davis, previously of Q Games. Hey, good morning. Ohayou, all that good stuff. Until very recently, you were with Q Games, right, John? Yeah, uh, I was a Q Games for a few years, uh, and uh, now I'm uh, kind of working with uh, the Indie Mega Booth. Indie Mega Booth, cool. And mm -hmm. also, John was also at uh, Grasshopper a while back, right? Oh, yeah, back in the day. Back, back in, in the, the day. day. Did he work on that? Got stories uh, for that one. <laughs> <laughs> Doing the No More Heroes days, I guess? Uh, end of No More Heroes 2 till, till uh, Shadows of the Damned. So, yeah, about three years there, too. About two years there, yeah. 
Fantastic, fantastic. Thanks. Yeah, thank you for coming on the show, guys. I uh, really, really appreciate it. Um, last uh, few telethon episodes, we've had the 8-4 guys on, um, but uh, they, those guys are crazy busy with PSX. So we got, uh, yeah, we've got new people. We've got better people. <laughs> no, we'll we'll no. try. <laughs> oh, I don't know if I, can, I can fit uh, Phil Gaming Jesus's uh, shoes. <laughs> Mark, if Mark, you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Mark, if you're listening, I'm I'm joking. Please, please come on in the future. <laughs> um, so yeah, I I thought first we'd just do a quick um, like you know what you've been playing kind of new business type thing. If you got some cool hot Japanese games to talk about, and then we've got some uh, some topics which I've planned, um, some kind of discussion type topics, obviously Japan focused, and then Ty's got some fun games lined up. He's got some uh, live fake or real to play. Yeah, and Ty has also been promising a scrub coats, a scrub coats top ten. Is that right? That's right. Like top ten of all time. Yes, I hope wow. you're ready to laugh and or cringe. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so pe- people are very uh, yeah anticipating that a lot. Who who got number one? The most scrubbiest, courtiest person in the world. Oh, so I don't <laughs> want to spoil it. <laughs> no, we won't spoil that. something that's just come out and uh, pretty hot right now as they say um, what you been playing man yeah man I'm, I'm back on the the monster hunter bandwagon after mm-hmm. after many years of uh, well I, I to a little backstory I played I started monster hunter back with a maybe second the second portable one on I forgot what I think it's called dos in, in Japanese or okay. on the PSP and I've been on and off of that game for a while and I played Frontier a lot, which a lot of a lot of like handheld Monster Hunter people don't really mess with. But so when the uh, the new version Monster Hunter Cross was announced, and I saw that they were kind of adding, it was like the amalgamation of everything Monster Hunter for the past, you know, since the series began. Really, um, I had to get on it. I had to get, get back to the Monster Hunter crack. So I've been <laughs> on this hard for like the past couple days, like. <laughs> Like wake up, nice. quest, go to sleep, quest. It's, it's it's pretty good. Are you playing on online, like exclusively, or do you play no, like locally? I'm playing. Well, see, my wife was supposed to buy a 3ds also. I actually didn't own a 3ds. I bought a 3ds for this game. Wow. Uh, so you got some kind of crazy special edition pack-in type thing, or just a just I a regular? At, I looked at the the. I don't know if you if you've seen any limited edition that they sold here in Japan. It's like a it's a DS and it's a new LL. So it's got the little C stick, nice, um, yeah. and then on the the front it has the big Monster Hunter Cross logo with the four monsters, and it's red. It's really nice, um, and I was tempted to get it, uh, but um, through some connections, I was able to pick up the game for free. So I didn't want to buy the the, the package and then to buy the game again. Uh, right. So I just got the regular one. Um, how do, how do you find that little? C stick nub thing. Some <clears throat> center. Yeah. It takes some getting used to. I don't know. I I mean I, I think I have average sized hands. 
and the biggest, <laughs> the biggest 3DS that there is, and it still right. feels tiny to me in my hands. You know, maybe it's because I don't have like the five years experience of really messing with it. Right. But uh, but I don't know. How do you guys find the 3DS? Do you, do you find it fits well? Do you, are you comfortable using it after like long game sessions? Well, I've got a new 3DS LL XL, like you, and I find it fine. I mean. I had a friend who had a similar experience to you, and he ended up, he's got the original 3DS uh, LL, and he got the kind of the cradle, the boat thing. I don't know if you've seen that. <laughs> and that makes it even bigger. So, I don't know. But you can't really do that because you've got the new 3DS. So, it would be kind of redundant to have, like, you know, three three C-sticks. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was the original one for the when yeah, yeah. Monster Hunter. They had that little nasty-looking attachment. Yeah, exactly, well, exactly. I have- an equally as hideous attachment now. I bought um, a the Monster Hunter actual like joystick cradle for it, and uh, it, it basically it's like sitting your DS on top of a like a 360 controller for lack of a better. Ah, uh, uh, okay, okay. I think I know. I think I've seen those. Yeah, and it's made by Hori, and and it's actually it's actually quite nice. It makes it easier for me to hold hold the DS, which was my problem, which is because. The buttons tints are kind of like all in one area, and I kind of got uh, caught up in like trying to hold the weight of the system and also be able to you know dexterously move my thumbs around for my center. Mm-hmm. This this makes it kind of sit in your hand a little bit, so it's just quite nice. Um, it's it's like a three thousand yen, so I think they're probably only sold in, in in Japan. So but you can get it on Amazon.jp. Uh, probably some probably players and stuff also. So you have big hands like me, and you're having problems. <laughs> wow! So you went all out. You've you've been spending some major major yens uh, to get on the the Monster Hunter bandwagon again. There, I'm serious about my Monster Hunter. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can tell. So Adam Adam Venko, who does like Gaijin Hunter. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, not as serious as him. Uh, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't think anyone is as serious as him. <laughs> yeah, I was for about for for a while. I was playing Frontier kind of like that for you know for about six to seven months. I was really hardcore for, on Frontier, so I can feel them. I know how I know this how, how this rabbit hole goes. Um, so, remind remind me, is is Frontier the like the the three sixty one or the PC one? Like, what is that? Frontier was original PC. I think it's about eight years old now, eight or nine years old, um, and it's since been ported to the PS3, uh, 360, and uh, Wii U also. Um, and it's, that's, it's, that's, that's not the one that uh, Mark McDonald and co, you know, affectionately called the, the rip-off Chinese Monster Hunter. No, 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 it's not. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay, right. No, this is, this is actually the, um, the Tokyo Monster Hunter team makes this game, whereas the, whereas the portable ones are all made by the Osaka team. Right. Uh, and so some of the stuff that's that's been introduced in Frontier, like um, like the different skill books and stuff for for different styles for the weapons, all this stuff started in Frontier. Um, so so how are you finding Monster Hunter Cross then? Like, is it is it fun? Yeah, it's really good. It, it's it feels like a, and they're they're making these kind of like usability changes for this for this game for the past you know ever since it's been launch just, just kind of incremental how can we make this more intuitive for the player how can we make this easier to do 
So things like um, just managing, you know, items or comparing stats or just all this UI stuff seems to, to get better with every iteration of the game. It's kind of like, uh, I don't know if you, if you guys played Warcraft any, but, you know, you started off with Warcraft and, and you know, the UI is kind of functional, but it's okay. And then Blizz opens it up for, for mods to come in and start doing stuff. And you start seeing, like, what's possible with the game. It feels like Monster Hunter has been on these kind of steps to go up and, and just become a more uh, intuitive and, and fun game. And all of the new things that they added, uh, like the new styles for each weapon, the super, the hunter arts, which are effectively like uh, supers, all that stuff is, uh, it's, it keeps the game really fresh. So, yeah, I enjoy it. Cool. I don't know, do, you, do any of you guys play Monster Hunter? Um, no, famously, no one on the Famicast plays Monster Hunter, even though we're oh a Japan God. podcast. <laughs> but um, Shameful. Uh, yeah, it is. It is, it is it's, it's, it's kind of a rite of passage for any any expats living in in Japan. You have to like fall down that that rabbit hole at least once. I don't have any senpais, so <laughs> you need you need one to get into Monster Hunter, right? I think um, it's probably the easiest one thus far. Okay. But yeah, it's it's good to have someone to t- kind of teach you how this game actually works. I'm suspicious. I'm suspicious when Monster Hunter fans say that. It's like, oh yeah, this is the easiest, easiest one to get into. It's like, <laughs> it's a, you know, there's a, there's something about it that's uh, completely just not easy to get into for me. But cheese, um, uh, master, how about you? Yeah, are you a Monster, yeah, are you Monster Hunter guy? No, I don't play Monster Hunter at all. Okay. I played a demo of, I think it was Monster Hunter Four a couple of years ago at TGS, but. I really couldn't get into it because uh, there was no real indication of you having any effect on the monster that you're hunting. It's like you take your little weapon and you stab this giant dinosaur in the tail and there's no way of telling if you did any damage or not. (laughs) (laughs) All the while it's just wailing on you and you're dead and it's like, okay... I For me, it's like the fifteen the fifteen second animations that you have to go through to hit anything. <laughs> yeah, it's just it was super frustrating and clearly not for me. So. been getting into 3D PCOS 2. Nice. Yeah, that's a really yeah. good commute to work game. Absolutely, yeah. I love and, the first one on the DS. Yeah, I actually missed that one because I was a bit skeptical as to how it would turn out, but then there was a demo for 3D PCOS 2, which I tried out. I'm like, yep. Uh, me being a big PCOS fan, I got way into it, so I was actually pretty surprised at how much content there is in this edition. It's like, I must have put, you know, dozens of hours into it already, and I still can't quite see where the end game is. And some of these puzzles, you know, take upwards of, like, 40 minutes to clear. Wow. Towards the end. That's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, you really uh, kick yourself when you make, you know, careless mistakes or your hand slips. It's like, ah, I want to get this puzzle cleared perfectly. I have to start over. 
Can you make as many mistakes as you want in this one? Because in the first one, I think it was like three strikes and you're out. I think that's what it was. But I really? thought that this one, I've yeah, made three mistakes on a given puzzle on occasion, but mm-hmm. not very frequently. I haven't made any more than that, so I couldn't tell you if there's a game over state. You're saying you're that good that you've never missed more than three times. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it think, gives out medals. Uh, humble yeah. brag. I mean, I don't, I don't really know if that happens, James. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I think Ty is going to be your new best friend. Um, <laughs> Ty is also. Yes, uh, the game yeah. gives you medals depending on how well you do, like how fast you clear the puzzle and how few mistakes you make. Right and on. The best medal is a rainbow-colored one, and then if you make. Usually, if you make two or three mistakes, it starts giving you a silver medal instead. But that doesn't seem to happen (laughs) as much with the harder ones. I guess it gives you more leeway. He goes from silver to rainbow. There's no no gold. Uh, No, there's no gold medal from what I've seen. Maybe there's no universe. It's just straight to rainbow. Yeah. Yeah. Do not pass go. Go straight to rainbow. (laughs) That's cool. That's cool. Um... So, yeah, Precross 3D2. I mean, it could come out in the West. I mean, the first one did, so I don't see why not. No, but not. Yeah, I mean, the the labeling, I mean, it's not... People may may know this. I mean, if you listen to the Famicast, you'll know this. It's not actually called Picross 3D uh, in Japan. but um Ritai Picross Yeah, which is, which is like solid Picross, right? But um, solid-shaped Picross. So, but I don't know, 3D2... <laughs> yeah. I, again, it sounds weird to call it 3D2, um, but I don't know. They'll get around it. They'll call it Picos 3D colon extreme or whatever. Yeah. You never know. Keep your fingers crossed. Other than being, you know, the world's greatest Killer Instinct player, um, <laughs> well, yeah, almost, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, have you been, have you been playing anything else? Uh, I've been going hard on Shovel Knight. Nice. Uh, trying to get all those achievements, working up to the harder ones. I did beat New Game Plus with uh, Plague Knight. Nice. Good nice. times. It's good times. Yeah, actually, you inspired me to get back into it. I've, I've started uh, Plague Knight as well. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Super good. What else? Yeah, I, I have been playing more Killer Instinct. Uh, the community bonus character Shadow Jago just came out. He's fun and weird. Shadow Jago. Shadow yeah. Jago. Evil Ryu. <laughs> <laughs> Ty, do you want to humble brag about your achievements in Killer Instinct in Japan? <laughs> are, are, you the, are you the world's, not, not the world's, but the Japan's top whatever? No, I actually got fifth at the Combo Clash Japan. Right. Okay. Uh, but, you know, pretty good. <laughs> I, I was actually talking with uh, an Australian guy, a KI player. He tracked me down, said he was a big fan, and I'm like, what? I don't have fans. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Well, outside, yeah. outside of the FBI tracking you, then probably not, right? Right, right. 
So we played a lot of games. He told me he was like, I was his pick to win, but you know, I didn't win. Get Where, good time. Come on. Held? I was I was close. They they were close matches all around. When when was the when was this combo clash? You said. Yeah, it was in uh, October. Uh where was that held? That was in Tokyo, a little bit outside side of Akihabara. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's yeah. So, <clears throat> which games did they have? Was it was it just a? It was just Killer Instinct. Oh, okay. It was, it was a yeah, World Cup qualifier actually. So, all ten, you... ten of you guys were there, right? Yeah, pretty yeah, I, was, I was curious at, at the, how the turnout was because uh, you know you don't traditionally see a lot of like KI stuff. Uh, yeah, it, it's uh, a Japanese players. It's a small, tightly knit community. Actually, the guy that won <laughs> is uh, also Japan's number one uh, Pokémon player. <laughs> Pokken. They, they, they've already had a tournament for Pokémon. Uh, okay. he, he's top on the leaderboard. Oh, okay, I see. Right. Yeah. Where's Pokemon? That's that's the Pokemon uh, Tekken oh. game. The the arcade. It's only in the arcades at the moment. Oh yeah, I've seen that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> People call it Pokemon. That's, that's what, it's, what called. it's called. That's what it's actually called. Word. Coming soon to Wii U near you. Fake a real. Fake a real. Oh, oh my god. John, you're not gonna you're not gonna do very well at the fake or real game we're gonna play later. If you think that was fake, <laughs> that's straight up real. <laughs> you know what? My you know, I work from home, right? I've been working from home uh, since uh, I left Kyoto. Like I've, I've worked remotely for two games for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and when my after right before my my daughter was born, I came back to Tokyo. Um, to help raise her, <laughs> and um, and I, my whole existence is my apartment. Like like literally, it's like my apartment, the daycare. You know, every once in a while we go out shopping for family stuff. So so um, I don't know what happens in Japan anymore. <laughs> you, yeah. In fact, if you if you hear like uh, kids shows on in the background, that's because my daughter is watching TV. Yeah, I was going to say, um, both me and John have kids who are kind of like running around in the background right now. So apologies if, if you hear anything, um, you know, like, Daddy, what are you doing? Or something like that. Uh, yes, that could that could happen. Yes, um, so I'm going to do terrible at this game. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine, it's fine. We all do terrible. We've got a question in the chat just popped up here. A new Pokken character on the 10th. Uh, any, any ideas? Some more uh, of a clown thing. <laughs> Mr. Mine? <laughs> yeah. What was that starter Pokemon? Clown Bar for something. Uh, you're asking the wrong guy. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, that, I have no idea. I mean, again, if we had Cyrus on the show, he might be able to take a guess, but uh, he plays that game regularly. But uh, I, yeah. I would just try to guess the least appealing Pokemon. <laughs> just to troll, you know? Yep. Yep, that's right. Um, okay, so, yeah, I just thought we'd do a little... Uh, we haven't done a, an update on the amount of cash we've got so far. Um, I think earlier in the show I said we reached $3,500. I was way off. It's <laughs> We're actually on uh, 4561 Um if this uh, little uh, 
uh, web app thing is correct, which is crazy. We got our target. The target is six thousand dollars, so we're well on the way. Um, but yeah, please uh, keep donating. Do not stop. And uh, yeah, we want to reach that six thousand. And also, Nintendo of America have actually uh, going to match um, an amount that was achieved uh, a while back in this show, and they're going to s- donate one thousand nine hundred dollars, which is amazing. So thanks to NOA for that. Huzzah! Um, yeah, that's Ooh. awesome. go on to the feature topic um i'm just kind of bypassing my new business i've just been playing splatoon a lot <laughs> which is crazy good um so yeah i'm a feature topic that i got uh, lined up i thought we could talk about um nintendo home consoles um i mean we talked about nx uh maybe on the last episode and um uh i thought we could talk about like the history of nintendo consoles in japan um, and th- thought it could like you know give us some hints about what um, uh, the NX could end up being. Um, you know, you got to look in the past to look forward, right? Something like that. <laughs> I'm misquoting somebody. <laughs> I'm misquoting somebody really badly right there. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, what was the first uh, Japanese console you got? By the way, it, it doesn't have to be Nintendo, but like. Uh, what was the first Japanese console you got? Either imported when you lived back home or w- while you were in Japan. Cheese uh, Master, how about you? Yeah, um, well, the first Japanese game I imported was Final mm-hmm. Fantasy V for Super Famicom. And that was back which, in the day? Uh, gee, this was 1999 that I got it. Okay. Uh, but I did not have a Super Famicom. What I did is <laughs> okay. uh, I played it through my X-Band which wow. yeah, baby. So yeah. you flip a switch and it just does a pass through and there are no evil plastic region locking tabs on the X band. Later I actually, you know, reached into the cartridge slot with pliers and just snapped those tabs right off uh, to plug the cartridge system directly. So I didn't actually have a quote unquote Japanese system. Mm-hmm. Um, that was your first import. Okay. That was my first import. The first Japanese system I got, I think I got a GameCube from Japan first. Ah, cool. Me too. Wait, wait, wait. I have a question. This is important. Mm -hmm. What was your name on (laughs) X-Band? I don't remember. (laughs) So long ago. Why is that important, Ty? (laughs) We we might have played. We might have played. I doubt it because (laughs) it was all over telephone yeah. So I did not play any games on X-Band outside of my area code. Ah, okay. Because you would be charged for long distance. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's, that's how it actually worked. You you dialed to no, like your local X-Band office, which was probably long distance anyway, and then it would match, match you up like nationally. Uh, I believe it was a 1-800 number it called to reach the server, and then it matched you with... You had a setting where you could choose if you want to be matched locally or nationally. 
and I had it set to locally. Oh, okay. Well, so this we is did a... not play, right? <laughs> we did not play, and we will never play together. No. Uh, <laughs> does everyone remember what X Men for people who might not be might been might not have been gaming in the nineties? Uh, yeah. You guys want to explain what X Men actually was? Yeah, I don't think it, it was... even came to Europe. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. a dial-up multiplayer service on the Super NES and Genesis. That allowed you to simulate having two players connected to the controller ports on your local system uh, over telephone. So you would call up the server, ask for a match, and they would give you the phone number for uh, another player for you or them to call up. That's crazy. And you would talk to each other over the modem. It was like fourteen hundred bowed modem. Mm. And it would just pass controller information across the line. I, th- I believe one of the um, Street Fighter games on the Wii Virtual Console actually had online using that system, and they kind of patched it in. I, f- I forgot which Ty, you might remember the which version of Street Fighter that was. Could have been the Genesis one or something like that. It, it was probably that. Super Street Fighter Two. Okay. I, mm. So, John, how about you? First Japanese console that you bought? Uh, I think. The first one that I probably played was uh, the original PlayStation, which okay. uh, it was a like a, a video game slash anime store, like rental store, mm-hmm. uh, in my neighborhood. And they got the PlayStation when it came out, so they had the Japanese one. So I rented it and played like a bunch of Toshin and, and Tekken. That's uh, so you could you could mm-hmm. rent Japanese consoles in in America. That's amazing. Yeah, it wasn't like it was just like a mom and pop store, you know. Um, oh, right. Like, like I mean, really mom and pop. I mean, this is like before the anime boom really hit the states. So they had uh, fan subs that somebody would record, you know, from tape traders, and they would rent wow. those out. So I watched like a bunch of anime fan sub, like badly fan sub anime <laughs> in the nineties. <laughs> That's how I got started. That's um, amazing. I guess the first console I bought was the Dreamcast when it came out. That was my first right. Japanese console. Do you remember the release date? Uh, it was it was it was really wasn't that that, that much farther ahead of the American release date. The American release date was like September 9th, nineteen ninety nine. I remember. Right, right, nine nine nine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Japanese release date was in the summer, right before then. Oh uh, no, it was ninety eight actually. Oh, was, was it 98? Yeah. yeah, that's right. It came out in the Christmas. That's right. November 27th, like 1998. Yeah. Um, and, uh... Soul Calibur, yeah, I guess? As soon as Soul... Yeah, I had to have Soul Calibur, so... Right. So, yeah, I got that. I picked that up as soon as I had the, the extra cheese for it. Nice. That was uh, Ty, how about you, <laughs> Ty, how about you, man? We were talking about cheese or something? <laughs> no, yes. Well, we can do. Um, no, no, no. First Japanese console you bought. Oh. Um, oh, have you ever bought Japanese console? Because you, yeah. you, you, you always import stuff, I, don't you? I've imported games, but I usually modded my consoles. But okay. when I came to Japan on foreign exchange, I did buy a Wii when it came out. And I bought a PS3, so... Those systems are Japanese. Okay, the cool. ones I have. 
like I alluded to before, GameCube, uh, same as uh, Cheesemaster, GameCube was my first uh, Japanese console that I imported because um, it was the reason was it was so so delayed in Europe that it, it was just like ridiculous. Like Smash Brothers didn't come out to like almost a year later uh, in Europe, so I just couldn't wait. <laughs> That's <laughs> had rough. To, had to get my melee. Um, that's cool. So, I thought we'd we'll go back to the the Famicom. So Famicom to NES. Oh yes. Ah, oh, thank you. Uh, I just got a a word in my ear to not uh, forget about the prizes. We got some fabulous prizes to give away, by the way. <coughs> fabulous Ooh, prizes. Fantastic. Um, yes, you will be able to win an amiibo. Um, if you want, uh, I believe. Uh, it doesn't state which Amiibo it is, so you might be able to choose, um, which is pretty cool. I, I believe so, you do get to choose out of the ones that are left. Uh, right. Okay. So we're in the number. The, we're in the ninth Amiibo to give away. Um, so so <laughs> the selection might be slightly uh, uh, slimmer. It was still the, a pretty big selection, I think. Yes. Um, so if you email the keyword investor briefing. That's investor <laughs> briefing. If it's you, not if you, my <laughs> spam filters. It's uh, it's one word. Investor briefing. There's no no space. Um, capitalize, oh. capitalize the I and the B. And if you email that keyword to contest at nintendoworldreport.com, and you'll be able to win an amiibo. So good luck. Get to it. What's left? What amiibos are left? That's a good question. Um, that's not, <laughs> that's I don't not think my. We, I don't think we know yet. We don't, we like don't I don't know. know if the the first ones have been chosen yet. That's right. We got the guys. Popular amiibos now. Who, I mean, now that I have a 3ds, I guess I could actually potentially start investing in that um, <laughs> that waste of money. <laughs> yeah, the future <laughs> for your yeah. kids' future, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yes, we actually do have a page dedicated to all the prizes. So if you go to the website nintendoworldreport.com, you'll be able to see all the prizes. So yeah, have a look. Um. So yeah, as I was saying, the yeah, uh, go back to the Famicom. So does anyone know what changes were made from the Famicom to the NES? Um. The 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 most obvious oh, yeah. one. Mm-hmm. The most obvious one was uh, the fact that uh, the Rob. Rob, the robot, um, that was, uh, you know, it was like changed color, but it was also not as much of a, as a focus in Japan. That was very much like a thing for the West, the American market, you know, you've got to have a robot and call it the entertainment system. It's not a, it's not a game system. It's an entertainment system. You know, it's a computer. Um, that's right. Americans love robots and guns. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. The zapper. I right? forgot what the third bullet point was. Maybe it was hamburgers. Yeah. <laughs> it gets, it's hard to keep that freshness with a hamburger tie-in. <laughs> and obviously, yeah the, yeah, the game cartridges were completely different. You know, we had the... Yeah, the, the form f- factor was different. Yeah, yeah the yeah, front-loading NES. Instead of 60. You lost the microphone, sadly. Yeah, yeah, you lost the microphone. You lost the expansion port on the front of the system. Uh, you had a different type of expansion port on the bottom of the system that was never used. Mm-hmm. Uh, you never got the Famicom disk system. The controllers were no longer super short and physically attached to the system. We got those. Yeah. You can unplug them, right? Yeah. Controllers, which was good. But plug in yeah. the NES Advantage, right? Yeah. 
<laughs> I, I used yeah. an advantage to beat Battletoads. That was my my winning edge. Yeah, that was my, my track and field uh, track and field or, or what are the other like any of the Olympic games? Any game you gotta tap something. It's like all right, I'm just gonna win <laughs> with this advantage. Turbo. There are actually still a number of uh, accessory controllers available in Japan for the Famicom. You had the Family Trainer mat, which was uh, Japan's version of the Power Pad, which was released by Bandai. Uh, you also had the Joy Ball, which is like this giant uh, yellow hemisphere that you would use, I guess, to play with baseball and other sports titles. It basically just a mapping of the D-pad, though. So <laughs> I think it was just to give it a different feel. Of I don't think control. I've seen that one actually. Yeah, I've got one of those. Uh, there was right. also a karaoke uh, series of games. Well, two games <laughs> that had a separate microphone yeah. from the controller too. Uh, sorry, would that that's for the Famicom? Yeah. All right. How would the how would the mic uh, plug in then? Um, well, all of these accessory controllers plugged into, gee, I believe it was a 15-pin connector on the side of the system. Wow. The side, right, or, right, well, right. It was the front of the system on the original Famicom and the side on the 93 AV Famicom. Cool. And G- we just Jesus, didn't you're, you're, are you a, you're a collector, aren't you? Are you a collector yeah. of uh, NES games? Yeah, I've got 92 NES games left to go. Oh, left uh, to go! Wow, <laughs> not ninety-two NES games. Wow. Yeah, like, collecting in Japan has been been a bit insane. But if anyone has NES games to sell, I'm all ears. Yeah, ninety-two. I what's your collection at now? Oh uh, well, let's do the math. There were six hundred seventy-seven games on the NES. Oh my god! And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I have ninety-two left. That means I have five hundred eighty-five NES games. Where are you keeping all these games? Well done. I've, I've got a nice bookcase here on my wall. That's right. I've seen. I've been to your place. That's, I saw. I didn't. I guess I didn't realize I was looking at the entirety, the almost entirety of Nintendo. Oh, I got China these time. since you've been to visit. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. We 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 all live very in short Japan. time then that you that you yeah. collected a lot of games. Oh uh, yeah. The Japanese... last time I saw you was about two years ago. Yeah, John came over to watch a bit of a, the new season of Arrested Development. That was fun. <laughs> that must be a good portion of your apartment. Um, <laughs> no, I've got a dedicated game room. Wow, so that's, that's rare. One wall. Nice. <laughs> oh. So yeah, the the uh, the yeah. As we thank you, Jesus Master, for your amazing knowledge of the uh, Famicom. There, uh, there's oh. a lot of <laughs> lot of. Um, a lot of changes made back in the NES days, I guess. Um, there were probably less changes. I mean, well, yeah. There were still a lot of um, things that didn't come out on the SNES. I mean, obviously, in Europe, we, we got the lovely colored buttons um, from the Super Famicom. But the, yeah. the American SNES was, like, crazy different, right? Uh, the purple buttons, the square shape which i'm personally not a fan of the american uh snes i'm kind of glad that you've got the uh the super famicom stylings no um, i'm i really liked the super NES design in the u.s uh the only problem was that the type of plastic that they used for the system uh made it very susceptible to yellowing <laughs> well i think that was a problem worldwide i think uh european ones do that too 
Yeah, but, it's yeah. just really pronounced. I mean, the composition of the plastic breaks down in yellows. I mean, my system, which I got launch day, well, earliest available day uh, mm-hmm. when it arrived at my local stores, I was on the waiting list for it, uh, has actually gotten chips in a couple of places just because it's been so fragile. Wow. And I try to take good care of my systems. So the, yeah, so obviously we didn't get the Satella view. Um, oh, I still need to get one of those. Uh, well, the, the CD-ROM attachment didn't come out anywhere, <laughs> right? No. Um, um, what else was different between the uh, the regions that, um, well, well, the, there were well the, the, the cartridge shapes were different, right? The The cartridge shapes were different between the US and Europe and Japan, right? They, they were square. Right. Um, I wonder why they did that. I wonder why they changed the shape. Was it just for region locking, or what do you think? Well, the region locking portion of it has to do with the presence of slots on the back of the cartridges and how they would fit with the region locking tabs in the cartridge slot. Um, but with the PAL system, you've got a completely different profile of the output, so a lot of games... I, I haven't tested any sort of PAL compatibility, but it was, from what I understand, largely incompatible. I know you can plug in and just play some PAL NES games on a U.S. system and vice versa, maybe. I haven't huh, tried. No way. Cool. But, um, yeah, just tear off those plastic tabs in the system, and you can play your imports. But I wonder why they, they, made, they decided to change the physicality so much for the U.S., I mean, what was so unappealing about the Japanese Super Famicom that Americans wouldn't like it? Um, In a way, is is a completely well. I think video game marketing in the '90s was probably felt like uh, for U.S. marketing firms that it was completely different audience that they were trying to attract versus the Japanese audience. I mean, you see lots of stories about how games and marketing consoles and stuff are changed when they come over to the West. Uh, right. Lots of horror stories with Sega. Uh, I think there was, there was probably just some disconnect there between the two. And the U.S. marketing was like, hey, you know, it needs to be like this. You know, we need to have purple and it's got to be extreme. <laughs> you know, you know, yeah, it does look a lot more futuristic than the Super Famicom does. Yeah, 1990s futuristic, yeah. Yeah, 1990s futuristic with the ridges and the Square edges. Looks like a microchip or a a robot's head or something, yeah. Right. I mean, I don't know if you guys remember the the type of ads we were seeing in um, in game magazines at the time. I'm sorry for my my little (laughs) girls over there. The the advertising we saw, it was always like, you know, lightning bolts and, you know, some guys sitting on the couch. Play it loud. Yeah. (laughs) The game is so awesome, it's blowing his hair back. And... <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Extreme! Yeah. Um, so moving on to the N64, probably like the least, well, zero physical changes, as far as I know, um, for the N64. Um, the European one had like a massive power brick in the system, which I think was different from the other ones, where the power brick no, was separate. The- power brick attached to the back of the system and then you had just a standard power cord coming out from that. Oh, that was the same everywhere, was it? Yeah, it was. Okay, It was cool. detachable. Was it? De- was that different in Europe? Yeah, it was detachable, yeah. Okay, I yeah, just then, thought, it's the same. 
I always yeah. thought that, that I was stupid power regulations just to require this massive power brick. I didn't think any other country would need it. Um, Don't forget, they were that close to naming it Ultra 64 in the U.S. Right. The funny thing about that, though, is that Nintendo's policy of limiting the number of games per publisher per year on the NES forced Konami to create a subsidiary publishing arm called Ultra Games, which <laughs> later right. came back to bite Nintendo when it wanted to create the Nintendo Ultra 64. <laughs> Konami was able to claim copyright over the Ultra name in relation to games. And of course, we can't talk about the N64 in Japan without talking about the 64DD. Um, shame Danny's not on the show. He's a, he actually has one. I have loves one. It. You have one too? Yeah, I do. So, I've got all but one of the games for it. And yet again, uh, was another system with like another online feature which didn't make it outside of Japan. Yeah, it was called uh, RandNet. Yeah, RandNet. That's uh... right. Um, so yeah, GameCube, yeah, GameCube, Wii, Wii U. I mean, they're all region locked, um, but Ooh. physically they're all, yeah. <laughs> but oh. physically they're all exactly the same. Uh, after that, right? I mean, the history of Nintendo consoles is unfortunately yeah a lot of region locking. Well, all region locked. Um, well, their handheld levels. systems were region free until the DSi. Right. Exactly. Yeah, that's why I'm just focusing on the on the on the console itself. Yeah. Um, like, you know, thinking about the NX going forward, right? So yeah, um, Iwata actually said that he's thinking positively about. Well, he was thinking positively about going region free moving forward. So hopefully, Kimishima is thinking likewise. But we, let's keep yeah. fingers crossed. And everyone I mean, else intend to go region free. Yeah. I mean, for us gaijins in Japan, it's uh, it's probably more important than other people in the world, but it's still important yeah. for everyone. I mean, everyone wants to play games from every region, right? Yeah. Um, even, if it, even if you wouldn't use region freeness, I mean, it still does affect a lot of people, so why not let us take advantage of it? Exactly. Yeah, I didn't buy a, I didn't buy a 3DS for for five years because because it wasn't region free on it, and I didn't want to buy two. You know, two systems. Right. Exactly. Um, there, there's some games that I don't mind playing in Japanese, but other games I I prefer to play in English. And it's like it's annoying to not have that option. You know. Yeah. You, yeah. You're locked. You're locked with one language. You know. Um, with, with yeah. More often than not, even localizations into Japanese uh, omit the English text in the Japanese version, which is a little frustrating when you like the option to be able to play. Here. Sorry. Okay, well, Ty, I think it's Yay. time for a little game. Think or real, is it think or real? Does this game exist or did Ty make it up? Think or real, is it think or real? Think or real! It's game time. It's Keep game time. Face on. So, yeah, it's fake or real time. Um, so, Ty, why don't you remind uh, our special guests and uh, the audience at home uh, how to play this game? Yeah, okay, so fake or real, I name and or describe five Japanese video games. And you have to decide if they're real games that actually exist or if they're fake bullshit games that I made up. And, uh, you know, it's a blurry line sometimes. <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> it's not as easy as you think. Bring it. <laughs> no, I'm I'm already scared, man. I couldn't I didn't get past the Pokemon game. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I got a shooter uh, in the background though. Yeah, there's no no pattern here. Uh the the official fake or real robot generated <laughs> Are you calling out people to show. answer? Good question. Are we gonna get a guest on? Um I I don't think we've got time, unfortunately. Time just like flew by. I don't know. It's like I can't believe we've been on for like forty-five minutes. <laughs> I guess I guess we're used to like a longer show, so we're kind of like taking it slow. Maybe All right. we, should, we should have talked faster. <laughs> Are we taking All turns right. answering well, well, then? Let's knock these out then. Yes, we'll okay. take turns answering it. Okay. All right. Well, all three of you can answer. Just be quick about it. It's a competition, yes. after all. Oh, so first to answer? No, 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 no you have to decide answer. individually. <laughs> okay. High score at the end is the big okay. winner. All right, the first game. It's called Circus Busterland. That sounds like a very Japanese <laughs> title to me. Circus, Circus Busterland? Yes. What is, what is this game about? Do, do we uh, do we get a description or? Sure. It's a it's a Game Boy platformer. Game Boy platformer. Circus Busterland. Um, I'm gonna say fake. Yeah, okay. I agree. I think it's fake. I'm I'm gonna be the outlier here and say that Circus Busterland is was the the platform that your mama, your mama back in the day and got you for present present and didn't want it. Okay. <laughs> so that's, uh... Sounds like that kind of game, huh? So, mm -hmm. James said fake, Cheesemeister said fake, John said real. Am I right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, that one is fake. I Yay! What? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> what what? It sounded real. I, I pieced it together from other Japanese game titles. Nice. True story. All right. <sighs> game, game number two. Bird Week. It's called <laughs> Bird Week. It's a uh, repetitive bird simulator on the Famicom. No relation to Week of Garfield. That was a real game, if you remember. Oh my goodness! Bird week. Okay. Bird. Uh, she's my seat. Why do you go first this time? Real. Real. Okay. John, what's it, what's the name again? I'm sorry, I, the microwave just cut out my Wi-Fi headphones. Bird week. <laughs> Bird week. Bird week. Yes. Bird week. And what, what is this? Is this another Game Boy GBA platformer? No, it's a Famicom game. It, it's a. I guess it's a bird simulator. Mm. I'm making air quotes here. Simulator. The bird simulator. Sound kind of Okay, sure. Okay. <laughs> James, <laughs> what do you think? Um, Bird Week. Uh, without knowing the spelling as well. I mean, it's probably written katakana, right? If it is real at all. Oh, <laughs> uh, God. I don't know. What the hell? Real. All right. So, all three of you said real? Mm hmm. I think so, yeah. Pretty good because it is in fact real. Wow! It, it looks terrible. <laughs> I know. I have it. Ah, <laughs> <that's>... <laughs> of course you do. Good job. Good job not spoiling it. 
Yeah, I, I cut my mouth shut. Oh, Bonus man. video going into the IRC chat right now. <laughs> Check that out later. All right, let's move on to the next game. Let's mm -hmm. see. All right, game number three. Project Robo Gorilla. <laughs> Project Robo Gorilla. Teach a robot how to gorilla. Oh my goodness. Jonathan, nah. it's your turn to go first. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Project Robo Gorilla does not exist. I'm gonna say I'm saying I'm gonna pass on that one. That's a hard pass. <laughs> um, I think this is another one where you've stitched like a few tiles together. Um, I'm going to say fake. I'm going to agree with my cohorts and say fake. Okay, all three of you say it's fake. Yep. yep. But it's a game. It's a game you want to be real, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> of course. Okay. Doing real good because that one is fake. Yay! Three for three. Wow. It's like you combined Wonder Very Project impressive. J with Custom Robo. <laughs> right. And there, what, there's, there's, the gorilla? A, there's a lot of game titles that start with Project. Right. And there's yeah. a, a lot of games where you teach a robot thing to do things. Right. And gorillas are awesome. Project. <laughs> <laughs> Good justification. <laughs> okay. okay. Next, Next game. game. Are you ready? Number four. Four of five. This game is called CD Dungeon Rockabilly Tengoku. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. oh my goodness. Uh, CD, CD Dungeon? CD Dungeon? D-E-N-J-I-N. -E Electric Man. CD Dungeon. Ah. Rockabilly CD Tengoku. Rockabilly Tengoku. That's that is CD as in like what like CD the letter CD. Yes. Okay. Uh, I think that's fake. Which uh, I think that's fake. <laughs> that's there's too many words in that title. But then again, that doesn't stop most Japanese publishers, does it? Goku, <laughs> uh, man, that sounds awesome. <laughs> Another game you want to be real. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Uh, Cheese Meister, how about you? I think it's real. You think it's real? Okay. <laughs> oh, I think God. it's real too. Well, I'm going to go down in flames here if it's, uh, if it's real. Okay, so let me double check. John and Cheese Meister said real, James said fake. Yep. All right. Uh, that one is real. What? <laughs> Yes. Jesus Christ. In fact, that title is abridged. It's PC Genjin Series CD Denjin Rockabilly Tengoku. <laughs> also known as Air Zonk. That's right. Oh my god. It's he actually a well known. <laughs> well, yeah, the point is a small person. What system was this? PC Engine CD. PC Engine, that's right. Okay. Greatest system of all time. Rockabilly. Where does Rockabilly come into it? Like, that's just. Oh, God. Oh, it's. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. Last one. And we have Cheesemeister up by one, if I'm correct. Yeah, right? yeah. Four for four. All right. Last game. 
The name of this game is Bito Hell 2000. Oh, an, a mainstay of a uh, fake or real game is the the, <laughs> the Simple 2000 series. Simple 2000 series. Oh. oh. Yes. And, uh, Bito me... Hell? Yes, Bito, as in auto Bito, as in part-time job. Oh, okay, okay. Hmm. Bito so Hell we... 2000. So it's like you're working in a convenience store, being attacked by people, that kind of thing. I don't know. Yeah, it, it's like uh, menial work mini games. Jesus there Christ! I mean, I mean, do people need to play that in Japan when it's their real life? That doesn't seem real. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say fake. Fake. Okay. I'm gonna say fake. I think there is a convenience store game. But I don't think it's called that. I think there's like a. I think there's multiple convenience store games. Yeah, I think there's like like a theme park style, you know, like real time strategy type game where you you, you put like Seven Elevens down or something like that. Seven Eleven, the game. Yeah. Yeah. I think that one's real. <laughs> but Bito Hell Two Thousand. James says fake. What about you fake. guys? Who is that? Was that Cheesemeister? Oh, well, I say fake. Okay, so everybody says fake. I think so, uh, John. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say now that there's no way for me to win if uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, that's true. The cheese monster. So I'm gonna say it's real. Okay, oh, I like that. He's playing the game. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right, that game, Bito Hell 2000, is real. Oh, suck it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh wow. It came out well on done, the John. PSP and I think it actually came out in the West under a different name. It did. Wow. It did. It was called WTF. Uh, <laughs> work time fun. Wow. WTF work time fun. WTF. So I got 3 Cheesemeister got and John got 4. So That's right. They're the good special at guests. The special guests win. Okay. Well done. I I told him 2000, man. <laughs> Okay. Oh man, Cheesemeister was so close to getting a full uh, full five for five there. Ah, that's <laughs> close. Excellent. Good job, though. That's a, way better than like the regulars usually do. <laughs> that's true, Danny. If you're listening, get you. <laughs> um, so just before we move on, uh, we've got an, a second prize to give away. Um, okay. This time, the keyword is <laughs> anime gazaimas. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness! Good, good, uh, good luck spelling that. Uh, anime gozaimas. It's G O Z A I M A S U. That's anime gozaimas, and you can win a, a Mario vs Donkey Kong on the Wii U. Uh, you'll get a download code for that. But um, just to be warned, it's a North American only. Hashtag end region locking. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. That's right. So yeah, anime gazaimas and same email address as before, contest at nintendoworldreport.com and you can win that fabulous game. Well, I don't know if it's fabulous. It could be. Probably. <laughs> I haven't played it. Um so yeah, I think unfortunately that is like we're coming to the end of our hour, think, which has gone by got crazy two quick. Minutes. Two yeah, minutes. I guess I guess you gotta run down your top ten, Ty. Yes. Okay. Real quick, top ten scrub quotes of all time. If you don't know what scrub quotes is, it's a really dumb and shameful thing said by real players of video games. <laughs> Some mainstays are, 
throws should be banned in Street Fighter tournaments. <laughs> I, I have a life. I don't play this 24 hours a day, etc., etc. So these are the top 10 of all time. Here we go. Number, number 10, drum roll. Most games are unplayable thanks to cheap tactics. <laughs> okay. It was a Kotaku comment about a year ago. All right. <laughs> number nine. Number nine. He guesses. He guesses right 100% of the time. He does not have skill. <laughs> that, that was that was said by an mm -hmm. evil competitor after he got murdered by Juicebox, a great player. Does this, this, these sound like a, a FCU uh, scrub quotes? FGC, excuse me, excuse me, uh, FGC scrub quotes. Is, is That's that right. Ninety percent of these are from fighting games. <laughs> <laughs> Number eight. Number eight. The balance only helps good players while punishing new players. This explains <laughs> why fighting games are dead. <laughs> okay. Okay. I think that one came from 4chan, but don't quote me on that. All right. Oh, this is a good one. Number seven. 50 frames a second is faster than 60 frames a second because <laughs> then if you use less frames per second, so each second goes by faster. <laughs> also requires 1.21 gigawatts. <laughs> right. That one came from Twitch chat. All right. Marty! Marty, it's your kids. <laughs> On the 4 Pseudoscience is my favorite scrub quote. All right. Number six. Context matters here. Number six. No spamming. We've heard it a thousand times, but this was a tournament ruling at an anime convention fighting game tournament written on a post-it note after Grand Finals had already concluded. Somebody told me that one. It was a really messed up story. It was great. All right, number five. Uh, once again, context matters. Down, right, down, right, plus punch. Sure you can. No, you can't. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 also wrong, and that was also tattooed very largely on someone's arm. Oh man! Oh, oh man! That's I'm posting terrible. the picture in the chat right now. Jesus Christ! Rest <laughs> in peace. Uh, <laughs> okay. That's amazing. Number four. Oh, this is uh, one of my favorites. Using Kant's test, we can determine that camping is an immoral action in the game world. <laughs> an immoral action? <laughs> yes, according to uh, Emmanuel Kant, if I have the name correct. This is, this is some pseudoscience straight out of some terrible person's book. Okay. <laughs> camping is immoral. Get that right. <laughs> okay, number three. Number three. My proposal is simply to introduce a bracket that prohibits any character that has a projectile attack. <laughs> now, this was written on a major game site, and the author went on to defend it for like 500 comments, and it was really... <laughs> awesome. Okay. Ah, oh, number two. All right, this actually came from the Nintendo World Report forums. God bless them. Uh-oh. Yes, but you see, in Gran Turismo games, you usually can't turn enough to make a turn, so I think they made the wheel so that you could turn a lot better. 
Otherwise, there would be no point in making a wheel that turns 900 degrees because it would just spread out the controller's turning, which would be a waste of time. In other words, I need a wheel that will give me more turning. Okay. It's <laughs> a long one. It was I'm long, so but... It was confusing. <laughs> he, he was trying to figure out, you know, why steering wheel controllers work. And the boxes figured... of these steering wheel controllers need to have one of those bubbles... Like those yellow bubbles with spikes on it that say, now with more turning. Yeah. <laughs> more turning. 900% more turning. He, he defended this vigorously. It was great. All right. Number one. This is, here we go. According to me, the all time best scrub quote. He's watching the stream so he can see my combos before they happen. The information goes to Twitch before it goes to him. I don't like playing the viewers because they can see my screen. They can watch the stream and see what moves I'm going to do before I do them. <laughs> this isn't a fighting game? Yes, it was in Mortal Kombat X. <laughs> oh, man. Someone doesn't, doesn't know how sense. causality works. <laughs> right? Yeah. I, I know that MKX netcode is pretty bad, but come on. <laughs> not, not, not 10 seconds bad, right? Right. Oh, my goodness. Okay. All right. Uh, I, I hope I did that. I hope I didn't yeah. hurt your spirits too much with that. Um, so yeah, I, I think Scrub Quotes followers were donating money, so they they were waiting for that, right? So yeah, yeah. thank you. I, <laughs> Thanks for that. Yeah, I'm sorry so, to keep yeah. you waiting. Please donate and try to win those prizes. Okay. Well, I think we're actually at the end of our hour now. Um, we're going to pass it on to the connectivity guys. Um, who will be talking about Mario Sunshine, I believe. Um, but uh, Cheesemaster John, do you have any quick um, uh, anything to say? Like uh, you want to pimp something or anything? Go ahead, do it now, quickly. Cheesemaster? Yeah, I'm collecting the last 92 NES games, so find my Twitter profile <laughs> at Cheesemaster3k. There's a link to my list there. Uh, also, tell Nintendo to end region locking. Absolutely. Uh, John, how uh, are you? Uh, no, no, nothing special. Thanks for having me on. Um, I'm sorry, my Nintendo knowledge is not it pales compared to Cheese Master. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's cool. We've got to have at least one person who plays uh, Monster Hunter, so it's good. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I've fulfilled your Monster Hunter quota for this podcast. Absolutely. Cool. Well, I've got you guys back on. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Yeah, thank thank you. you for coming on. So, yeah, um, thank you guys for listening. And that is the end of uh, Famicast 69.5, I guess. <laughs> Yay. Our between episode. And thank you all for donating and thank you all for listening. And we're out. Thank you, gentlemen. Peace. Okay, well, well done for making it this far. Um, hope your ears are still intact. So, yeah, that's the end of uh, this telethon episode. Um, the uh, topic that we got started here on this um, live show um, unfortunately got cut a bit short because um, we only had an hour. So we're actually planning on continuing this topic in episode 70 of the Famicast. So be sure to uh, listen to that. Depending on when you're listening to this show, you might actually still be able to donate to Child's Play. Um, we, al- we already reached our goal of uh, $6,000, um, which is fantastic. But um, you can actually keep uh, donating. So um, please do that by going to nintendoworldreport.com and uh, finding the Child's Play charity icon. So um, that's it, and until next time, I'm out.
Sorcery, all night long, the heavens are in line. 